Welcome to the Super Healthy Human Podcast with your host, Dr. Roger Murphy. Hi, this is Dr. Roger Murphy, your host of the Super Healthy Human Podcast. My guest today is Dr. Medea Saeed. Uh, Dr. Saeed was born and raised in Illinois, and she completed her residency in South Bend, Indiana, after which she became very interested in integrative and functional medicine. She noticed early on in her practice that she couldn't really uh, accept what was going on just in conventional medicine because she realized that the advice that she was getting with some of her health problems were not going to be able to solve her health problems and or many of her patients that were consulting her with complex issues. So because of that, uh, uh, Dr. Seed Medea has uh, started her own line of children's health books. I'm really excited to talk about that today. But uh, in her clinic, she has a team of uh, nutritionists, psych psychotherapists, exercise physiologists, chiropractors, acupuncturists, and other physicians. And she's determined to get to the root cause of the symptoms of the problem, which is very uh, fundamental for, for functional medicine. In 2015, she moved to her hometown and started practicing there in her practice. And you, we'll, we'll go over a little bit more about her practice in the podcast. Uh, but after four years of study, she was able to take matters into her own hands uh, after studying holistic, integrative, and functional medicine. And she, uh, she wrote a book, The Holistic Rx, The Holistic Prescription, Your Guide to Healing Chronic Inflammation and Disease. It became the number one bestseller in multiple categories on Amazon. And uh, she's now, uh, I think she told me she's on her fifth book. She, she's, she's a dynamo of energy. So you'll get to see that in the interview. But uh, she says that her, inner, her, her enthusiasm for holistic health only continues to, to grow. And uh, even though she's got a crazy life at home filled with five, yes, five, you heard that right, five young, very active boys uh, and, and one husband. So, uh, But a daily reminder of her passion, uh, she reminds herself every day, is it's about helping families heal and prevent disease despite having a crazy busy schedule that so many of us are, you know, in this world have right now. And you can learn more about Dr. Madi Saheed at holisticmommd.com holisticmommd.com. Medea, so great to have you here on the podcast. So the holist, holistic mom MD, I love that. You know, when my kids were growing up, it was, especially my first one now, the, the, by the time you get to the third one, you've kind of figured this out a little bit. But the first one, I mean, every time she had a sniffle or, you know, a sore throat, or especially when they couldn't communicate with you, you tend to freak out a little bit. And so we, you know, it was a really, uh, a really accelerated learning curve that my wife and I were on to really figure out when do we really need to take her to the doctor and when do we don't. And I'm, I just, you know, your book, I think is fantastic to be able to help people kind of navigate that, you know, that, that challenge. So uh, welcome to the podcast. So glad you're here. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I am so, so, so incredibly honored. This is going to be so much fun. Thank you again. Well, now I know a little bit about your health journey. So, you know, as a, a trained as a conventional family physician, 
and then had some health issues that you had to overcome yourself, quite of a challenge from, from what I understand. And then you combine that with, you know, a busy household, you got three generations in your house, four young kids, and you're a professional woman working full time. I mean, how stressful is that? So thankfully, you, you know, you were able to come to some semblance of, of sanity by, by, by making some changes in your, in your life and your family's life, right? Absolutely. You know, I grew up like every other child, you know, on junk food. I took cans of Coke to school every day. And, you know, you have one sniffle here that that turns into many more and then digestive issues and acne and eczema and things that are normal in childhood. And as I was told, and then that continued and continued and continued specifically when I was a resident and all of those, you know, issues all came to her head because I was a new mom, a new wife, a new resident all at the same time. Mm. And I was continuing on this hamster wheel like everybody else. I was diagnosed with lupus, Hashimoto's, mm. uh, chronic fatigue, joint pain, problems with severe digestive issues. Literally, I was putting steroid suppositories in all day long for like a year, multiple years in indigestion medication. I was, and then I even had shingles in my twenties. And this is my husband's a physician. I'm a physician. Everybody in my family is a physician. Like, (laughs) and I just felt like I just could not take a breath, but I just continued on this hamster wheel. And, and really until I walked into the daycare provider, almost suffocating my child to death. And, uh, and that's not, uh, and that my just, my husband just had this gut inclination. He goes, can you go check up on the baby? And at that time he was 10 months old. And I'm like, okay, when I went and checked up, my, it was like, I walked into my worst nightmare and wow. the daycare provider was rocking back and forth and he was suffocating and I picked him up and I ran out. And I'm like, on that day, I'm like, God, thank you so much for saving my children. Mm. And, but then I, I'm like, I promise I will take care of these kids the best that I know how, but then I'm like, wait, how am I supposed to take care of these kids as I, as a family physician, I mean, we're all about prevention and, you know, like all of these chronic issues, everybody comes to us for questions, but how am I supposed to take care of these kids? If I myself am completely falling apart as a family physician. So that's when it really opened my eyes. I needed to find a different way. I needed to make some changes in my lifestyle and, uh, um, you know, when nobody else could really give me answers on how I can stop because these chronic conditions that really one day can take my life, like especially with lupus, I was like, I was not going to let that happen. And so I continue to look for answers and already studying parenting. I came across integrative holistic functional medicine and the combination of both those worlds blew my mind. It helped me heal. And then I was able to help use science to really ra- holistically raise for children. That's fantastic. And I think, you know, I, I hear that a lot. I, see, I hear that from some, some of my colleagues and friends who started off in conventional medicine and then had something that happened that was the trigger that they realized, you know what, this is just not working. And, and maybe it was, you know, a, a, um, a problem with their own health or a family member, or they just realized, you know what, what I'm doing is really not what I should be doing. And so, um, you know, it's really great to hear that you've got a family practice where you're, 
empowering people with your practice and your podcast and your books. And we're going to talk about those where people are starting to learn about how to, you know, where does health come from? You know, we've got this inborn innate healing ability that God gave us, but we, we've got to take care of ourselves. And a lot of people, I know my generation and older generations, it was all about, you just go to the doctor where they tell you to do, you do. And, you know, there's, 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 you know, there's some, uh, there's some validity to that. I mean, you want to trust your, you know, your, your, your doctor, but at the same time, you really are in, in a kind of a bad situation because if you got someone giving you some bad advice, um, and you take it, you know, it could have some really bad effects. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important to take charge of your own health yeah. alongside, you know, the conventional, but you got to keep on looking and, searching for answers for yourself. Because unfortunately, us as physicians, we were never taught a single class of nutrition. We were taught very little stress management, how to raise children, emotional, physical, mental, psychological, spiritual. We were never really taught, even though I was doing well child checks, we were just taught, okay, here's milestones. And this is what you do to keep a child safe, you know, make sure you cut the grapes, things like that. But but not how to really how to emotionally connect physically, you know, connect with your child and have them grow into mindful children, mindful of their mind, their emotions, their body, their soul that I was never really taught. And that's what I was trying to do. You know, when I was researching parenting, like, how can I raise these children to be mindful of the world around them? Be, you know, where they, they can optimize their brain and body function to the best of their ability. So then we can increase resilience. Well, I like, so the, the title of one of your many books, because <laughs> you're, you know, you just don't have anything to do right now with the kids, yeah. so, uh, with the four young kids. So your, your kids, thir- 13, 10, eight, six, or some close. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yep. Man, that's and all boys. All Bless, boys. Your Bless your heart. So, you know, I've got, I've got a daughter who's 24. I share with you. And then my son, is 16. And then I have another son who's 12. And it's been so much fun, but boy, it, 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 it's really a lot of work in the teenage years. <laughs> really bring on the gray hairs for sure. But, uh, I got mine covered. So therefore you can't really you can't see the gray yours. Hairs. Okay. You're incognito. Positive. <laughs> so the holistic RX for kids, uh, parenting healthy brains and bodies in a changing world. So, so, you know, it's really all about a holistic approach. I mean, it's about everything, as you mentioned, the emotional, the mental, the the spiritual, nutritional, physical. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's everything, right? It is because currently we know that we all know that uh, we are mind, body, soul, our children are mind, body, soul. Holistic parenting can help or nurture a child's mind, body, soul from the inside out with the skills they need for emotional intelligence and do, in, you know, enduring deep friendships, making correct decisions, and really able to become resilient no matter what life throws at you. So holistic parenting helps to raise mindful children. Because I think right now, I mean, the kids that I see, right, I mean, literally nobody knows what's going on in the world. We don't know what's going on with ourselves. We are sort of stuck with, you know, devices and not really spending time to even look at nature 
hamster. It's just like, even the kids, young, young kids are on this hamster wheel. Yeah. And, but mindfulness, what mindfulness allows us to do is it allows us to see our internal and external environments clearly showing us how to best to respond and be fully aware of many different levels of perception all at once. So what's cool is that with holistic parenting, you can actually help educate and empower your children to be mindful of their minds, their bodies, their emotions, their social lives, their environment, learning how to keep it all sort of in balance. And when it starts to sway, even just a little bit, all of those different pieces, there's are because they're mindful already of where their baselines are at. If it starts to sway, that they can recognize that, able to fix it completely on their own and increases resilience in any situation and environment. So literally it's so much fun because it's so, and it's powerful. And you probably have seen this in your own kids too, that if they can like walking into my 10 year old meditating on their own to put their nervous system back into balance, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be there to tell them this is what you need to do for this. These are just skills that you have to teach the child. Things that we were never taught when we were growing up. I wish we did because <laughs> we wouldn't be in seeing some of these chronic health conditions that we were seeing now. But, and then my seven-year-old, I walked into him when he was seven, My he's eight now, but when he was seven years old, it was so cute because I go downstairs and he's eating sauerkraut for breakfast and he pulls it on himself. And I'm like, why are you eating sauerkraut for breakfast? And he said, oh, mama, I woke up a little this morning and felt agitated. And so I came downstairs and I thought, okay, I just, let me just have some, some sauerkraut. And so I can feed the good bugs in my belly. And then when they're happier, then I'll be less agitated. (laughs) And this is a seven-year-old. Can you imagine if you, if all of us were able to recognize when we're even starting to sway a little bit and then fix those things in our, in our control to help put our balance back into balance. Like it's just mind boggling. And so to have a, raising children that are able to do that, they can help to lower inflammation that influences a child's DNA, its cells, their mitochondria, their microbiome, their immune system, and help them make rational decisions. Because that's what the problem is right now, is that unfortunately, our children are making irrational decisions, especially during this last, this, in this pandemic, there, there was a 20% increased risk of suicide and 40% increased risk, uh, increase in behavioral issues. And it's because we are just, our children are now, their brains are unable to work properly. So how are you supposed to even be mindful if this is not even working? And we talk a lot about like, you know, giving kids the autonomy that they need, but if they're not able to make those right decisions because their child, their brains are not in that position to make the right decision, they're not provided those um, tools that they need to make that right decision, then it's really difficult. So that's what I really dive into with uh, Holistic Rx for Kids, Parenting Healthy Brains and Bodies in a Changing World is how can we help a child brain and body work better so they can make optimal decisions, so they can make frontal cortex-driven decisions that are rational versus the irrational limbic system-driven decisions. So lots of different pieces but to really empower our children with those tools that they need, then no matter what life throws at them, they're, they're going to be able to, you know, have a different approach, check it out and at least improve what they can control. 
So I would assume that your kids don't eat at McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) My kids, oh my gosh. So because I've been doing this for, you know, 12 years, I've been doing practicing functional medicine and my oldest is 13. But again, I didn't learn it all at once. It was like slow, but surely. And so they did at the beginning when my, when my young, younger, when the the oldest was younger. Um, But, but my six years, year old, my eight year old, my 10 year old have really never. And uh, actually never because for them, they know that these foods are chemicals. So for me, education is power. Yes. And that's, that's where I feel like, you know, if the kids are educated about these things, now it's up to them to make the decisions according to what they know. Yeah. And there, whenever we used to go to the grocery store or when we used to go uh, even at McDonald's, whatever, I would show them before we went, like, okay, is this really where you want to go? We'll show them what the ingredients are. When they saw that the French fries have 19 ingredients, they're like, mama, French fries should just have like two at the most or three, salt, <laughs> potatoes, and oil. Yeah. And this is like 19 ingredients. And uh, um, it really threw them out, actually, when my there was a nurse that I worked with, and I showed them that. <laughs> I actually brought them into my clinic and the nurse actually had a three-year-old McDonald's sandwich and French fries sitting there that did not, that looked perfect. And she actually showed them the receipt and then what it looked like. And they're like, mama, that's so gross. So no, they will never touch any of those things because I think they know what real food is. When you see real food, versus the chemical food those things don't even look like food anymore it's basically like saying oh does this tree look really tasty to you no it doesn't <laughs> for them that is just food like substances it's chemicals and even when they go out they're they're like the people give them lollipops they're like no that's just chemicals so it doesn't because we call it what it is chemicals or food like substances they don't even call it food. So for them, they don't. And it's, it's really so, it's really powerful when you can give your children that those tools that they need. So again, when they're out in public, when, um, you know, when they're away from you, they're and in school, they can make those choices appropriately. Well, so people find this hard to believe, but this, this, this is the truth. My kids have never eaten at McDonald's. Now, my daughter who's 24, obviously I don't, monitor her. She doesn't live at home anymore, but I can assure you she does not eat at McDonald's. She's very health conscious and just the way she was raised. Now we've changed over the years from our first child who's 24 and our youngest, as I mentioned earlier, is 12. Um, In the beginning, we were very militant. So for the first five years, my daughter never had any sugar. So we made all our cakes with xylitol or stevia. And then, but, but, but her fifth birthday, she had a regular cake and we've got pictures of her uh, with just her face, just planted in the cake, just taking in all this sugar. <laughs> you know. And then it got to where she could have one little sweet every few days, you know, and then it got to where she could have one sweet, you know, just periodically. Now we're on my, the third child, much more liberal and uh, he can have a little sweet every day, you know, but um we, our kids never drink sodas. Now I'm sure they do on my 16 year old. I'm sure on the sly, you know, probably thinks he's getting away with something, but you're right. It's, it's, they're educated. They understand that, you know, these, these uh, foods are something that they don't want to be 
putting in their bodies on a daily basis, they understand that it's just not, it's not a healthy thing to do. No, absolutely. And I really think a lot of it comes from self-worth and gratitude, because if you're truly blessed to have this health and, and that's what we, for me in my household, we live our lives in gratitude. And so even if there's one complaint there, they know, like if they start complaining about something, they, they, in their mind, like, Oh, gratitude. We got it. What's going on here. Right. So they know that they need to start. We start our day with gratitude where we end our day with gratitude. We are thankful for our eyes, our ears, our nose, our throat, our bodies. So if we're truly thankful for this body that we've been given the health that we have, then to actually put chemicals in here that, you know, will hurt it will actually, you know, make it, you know, that, that sort of goes against that. So it's, it's so much fun where the kids don't even, they're like, mama, I'm so blessed for this body. Why would I want to mess this up? So this body for them is a temple. And if you can just teach that to the children as they're growing up. And I think a lot of it also comes from role modeling this behavior. If I was going to have this once in a while and say, oh, it's okay. Once in a while, then why not every other day? Then why not every day? So we don't even have it in our house so far. So good. I mean, let's see what happens as they get older, but we don't even have it like even once in a while, all the artificial foods. Actually, we live like a hundred percent non-GMO and, you know, 99% organic as best as we possibly can. And the kids will actually be reading the ingredients. And even if I take them to a birthday party where it's one of my really closest friends, which she, she's also eats organic, they'll still be reading. They're like, no, I'm not in the mood of putting organic natural flavor in my body today. I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, even if it's like completely organic, they'll be reading it. No, I'm not. No, no. And so I'm like, okay, but that's the decision they want to make for themselves. It's, it's really a lot of fun when you empower and educate the children and then they make those decisions for themselves. Well, so when, you know, when your kids, they go to a party, do they feel a little bit like outcasts? Because I know, I think my kids early on did, and they've gotten over that as they matured, but early on when they were offered um, a little pouch of blue drink, whatever it was, you know, with all this artificial ingredients in there, they would turn it down. I mean, they just, they didn't even drink fruit drinks or anything with the sugar. And, you know, initially I think they felt a little self-conscious about that, but then they realized that, you know, again, this was a healthy thing to do and they understood it. And, and it's all about, as you said earlier, just education. I think my kids have been around that their entire lives and they don't think anything of that. And someone offers them a uh, a Coke, they say, no, that's not anything I'm interested in, you know? Absolutely. So what I do in my house is I provide them with replacement options, right? And usually one, the friends that they do go to are people that know my lifestyle, know how they are. And because they're also in that same mentality, the friends that they make understand them Right. Because for them, it's so cute. Actually, my 10 year old was doing like a, a, a culture project. Right. And, you know, we're originally Pakistani. So he had that. And then he had, you know, his Muslim, we're Muslim. And then then he had non-GMO organic for him. That is his identity. It was so cute. And he did it all himself. And that was his identity. So his friends understand that. Right. And so those are the kinds of friends that he chooses now who, who respect him, who respect his identity. 
And it, it, it was really, really adorable. So therefore, whenever they do go out, uh, they know the friends actually cater to that, right? And because they're, they respect him. So he only goes to places, obviously, that they're really close to, not just somebody else's supply on the wall, but to really have those really meaningful relationships. And, um, but also, we do cakes, we do birthday parties, we do pastas, we do pizzas, we do all of these things. But in my house, we use almond flour, right? Honey, coconut sugar. We'll do cassava flour chips. We'll do lentil pasta. So there's different alternatives. So the kids never feel like they're being uh, left out of something. Like whatever they want, I'll just find a healthier alternative. And usually when I do take, whenever we go to like parties, obviously before COVID, I, I actually love to cook. And for me, that's, that's my love. So like, I, I, I'll take like a pan of brownies made out of almond flour and then a pat and then a pot pan of pasta with lentil, <laughs> with lentil pasta. And actually I'll sneak in there broccoli sprouts and cauliflower and mushroom and then put a sauce that's packed with vegetables and that's what some homemade grass-fed meat in there but that's what I'll take and nobody can tell the difference I can speak to like 500s and this is what I'll take I'll actually take food (laughs) before this when I spoke to like a group of 500 I would take this this is what I would take for them this this brownie and this pasta everybody loved it everybody absolutely loves it so when you, um, so they never really feel left out because there's always alternatives there. They, the friends that they have really respect them for who they are and they understand that. And so far, this is, I mean, this is literally part of their identity. And now, especially when we started the Holistic Kids Show podcast, <laughs> this has really now become their identity of who they actually are. And um, it, it's really powerful to see. So what's it, you know, what is it like? Is it still shocking to you when you go to a grocery store and you see what's in the cart? I mean, it is to me. I mean, I, when I look at someone checking out and they've got these blue, these blue drinks, you know, the Powerade and they've got, um, you know, these little mini donuts and they got the cereal and, you know, I just look at that and think, oh my gosh, is there any wonder that, you know, we got all these problems with ADD, ADHD. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it just blows me away that people, you know, and it's not that they're bad parents, they're not bad people, they just haven't got the information, you know, they, they never got the memo that, by the way, milk is probably not the best thing for you on a daily basis, right, or blue Powerade uh, to start the morning. Oh, no, exactly, and I think that's where parents always try to do the best for their kids. Yeah, yeah. But I think because we don't know what the best is everybody else is doing it so it must be okay i mean just look for i mean the television commercials unfortunately again as physicians we were never taught nutrition if us as physicians are eating this kind of junk i can't even imagine what other people would be eating so i really give them the benefit of the doubt where like they're just uneducated they just don't know because when they go to their doctor and their, you know, their child has ADHD or autism or any of these chronic, they're like, here's a pill. And so we really, in order to, you know, really create some change, you, 
educating and empowering our families is really important because I mean, a study just showed, I mean, this is, and we're still doing studies on this. A recent study just a couple of weeks ago, you research found that children who ate more fruits and vegetables had better mental health. And they, they studied 9,000 children in 50 different schools in the UK. So they're still doing more and more studies on these things, but we, we have that data now that this shows that eating more fruits and vegetables really empowers a child's brain and body. But really trying to get the message out there is important. And that's why I love the work that you do, especially with this podcast, really educating and empowering families on real healing themselves from the inside out. So I think we just all need to really do our part to spread this message the best that we can, because it does, it destroys me because here you have a child that's really misbehaving or especially when you see that they have like rashes all over their body and then they're eating these things and then they're misbehaving because a lot of these, they, then they have temper tantrums because, you know, this junk food, right? This junk food specifically, it really shapes an adolescent's brains in ways that it really impairs their ability to think, learn, remember, perform. They perform lower on memory tests. They even they can't even control their impulsive behaviors. It leads to increasing risk of depression and anxiety. So it's really scary how you know we give this junk food and it's right there by the counter, <laughs> right there by the checkout, and the child's misbehaving or acting like crazy. And and it's really it's a it's a very very broken system, unfortunately. And that's why we need more people like all of us to you know, spread this message and try to really educate people that there's so much that you can do. And our imbalanced lifestyles are actually disconnecting the two main pieces of our decision-making, our prefrontal cortex and our amygdala. Our prefrontal cortex is responsible for your, you know, rational decision-making, you know, sees the, you know, weighs the risks versus the benefits and makes it comes to a really logical conclusion and decision. While the amygdala is driven by, you know, the irrational fight and flight type of decision making, you need both of them working appropriately and together in unison in order for you to make a logical decision. But I think a lot of the, because our brains, uh, us as families also and mothers, sometimes we're so overwhelmed that our brains were unable to make that proper decision, even though we know as, you know, as parents we know that you're supposed to give your kids more fruits and vegetables. That was taught a long time ago. Then why aren't we doing it? Why are we seeing those carts full of like the blue drinks and sodas? And I really feel it's because our lifestyles have really hijacked our prefrontal cortex and our amygdalas that are responsible. So therefore, we're unable to make a rational decision. We're not using the full brain to make that decision. It's a us versus you mentality. It's a fight and flight, whatever, shut up. Here you go. Just take this to whatever makes them happy. Cause then we need to get on with our lives and it increases anger, increases violence. But I feel that again, our, our parents, our brains have been hijacked from the environment, impacting our decision-making skills along with our children. So I think it's just both that we're not being educated enough, but plus we have this, because we're living so imbalanced lifestyles, that's leading to our brains being hijacked. And we're unable to make that, even though we know we should be exercising, we know we should be doing these things, but we just don't because of our imbalanced lives. I think it's great what you said, that every parent wants the best for their child. They want to give, you know, make the best decision. I think that's so true. That is so true. They just don't know what their options are. Nope. You know, I think, I think I say this, uh, I've said this before many times, I think, I'm at such an advantage because go as a healthcare professional, 
I've gone through this. I know that if I've got a little ache and or a little pain, I know that that's probably going to go away. I know what that is. Maybe it's a little bursitis, tendonitis. I know if one of my kids is running a fever, that's actually a good thing as long as it stays within, you know, within reason. It, but if you've not ever had the education like we have, or just even a little bit of it, you're so vulnerable. It's it's kind of like me going to, and I hate, hate it anytime. And I've got a good one now, but going to the mechanic, I know nothing about cars. I mean, nothing. Oh, yeah, exactly. I was never taught anything about cars, nothing. And so anytime something goes wrong with a car, I have no idea what it is. So I'm at their mercy. And it's the same thing with individuals out there. They're at the mercy of their healthcare practitioner and, uh, and, and the information that they're getting from the media is telling you that a, a full balanced breakfast is milk and Kellogg cereal and orange juice. You know, that's what they're being. <laughs> it's a heart healthy breakfast. No. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think the only way we change that is, you know, just like your books. That's why I love your work because you're, 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 you've got these children's books. So you're reaching them at a young age. I've said this for, for, for years now, we need to be teaching kids at an early age, how the body works and how to take care of the body and how to eat healthy and why you need to exercise and why you need to have some downtime. It, we don't do that. And so we were raising kids that turn into unhealthy adults. And, you know, <clears throat> you mentioned uh, you, you grew up in, in a, a typical household where, you know, you ate whatever. I mean, I grew up in a household where I ate white bread and white sugar sandwiches, which sounds disgusting now, but white you know, sugar just, sandwiches. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just what you did is what you did. I drink a you know, a, a liter of Mountain Dew every day. And just, oh you know. my gosh. And wow. Then, then as I got older and got into health, yeah, triathlons and, and realized, wow, I, I do better when I eat better. And then <laughs> and went into chiropractic school and then got uh, my degree in nutrition. I realized, oh my gosh, you know, it, what you eat and what you think really determines how well, you know, how healthy or unhealthy you are. But, but, you know, they're not taught that they're not taught that as kids, unfortunately. No. And that's what I was really trying to do with these children's books and the holistic RX for kids is really try to empower our children, our next generation. And uh, even when I'm doing with the podcast yeah. where, you know, these kids are actually taking, taking full charge of the interviews, talking to adults, but I'm hoping one day we can get to a point where I, they can actually talk to more kids because right now there's not that many kids that know about health, but um, I'm hoping that someone's got to start it. So, and then your children, what they're the, the amazing work, the work that they're doing. I think if we just continue to reach out and educate and empower, we can really create a ripple effect that will heal our children from the inside out in our future, because guess what? Our future depends on it. Yeah. Our future yeah. really yeah. depends on educating and empowering our children, because I don't think we give our kids the, enough, you know, we, you know, enough credit. So they can do video games. They can learn all these really complicated math problems, but they can't, you know, we don't teach them what happens when we put the food in their body. Like my kids know exactly what happens when they put their food in the body, right? They goes inside. It needs glucose to enter the cell because that's what gives us energy and helps our body work, but it can't enter the cell until it has insulin and if we eat a lot of processed foods, we can lead to insulin resistance. And then they know about the microbiome and they know how all these things affect their brains, bodies, and health. These are that simple. We just start talking about it. If they can, if our, if our kids can figure out all these complicated things 
for some of us, sometimes adults can't even figure out how these video games work. <laughs> You know, if our kids connect, it's like yeah. a totally different world. Right. Like I can't even go there, right? But if they can figure that out, even kid, even the youngest kids can figure out how to turn these cell phones on and where to go for where. If they can figure that out, they can figure out like we can really educate them about what happens when the food actually enters our body. And if we can start to educating them at a very young level on how stress impacts you, how sleep is so important, and the, the friends that you are with are so important, and gratitude, and then detoxification. So all of these different foundations of holistic prescription or of health, if we can educate and empower them on all of these different levels, Oh my gosh, can you imagine where this humanity can actually go if we can raise human beings in our future to look within, see their imbalances, figure out and figure, you know, use their lifestyles or what they can control to, you know, manipulate how they feel <laughs> and how their brains and bodies are working and then correct it even before it becomes a problem because they're at that multiple levels of mindfulness, you know, mindfulness, and then correct it, lowering inflammation, optimizing their brain and their body, their mitochondria, their DNAs, and they're giving them the health and the energy they need to fix our food system, fix the economy, fix the racial divide, right? Because right now, I think I just saw like, you know, racism right now is like, is, is a problem, is a huge problem, the us versus you mentality that comes from this, you know, our brains, right? Our, our amygdala driven decision making. So if we can get our brains and our bodies to create love and peace, can you imagine where humanity can actually go if we raise an entire future generation like this? Like it gives me goosebumps. Well, so I'm like, be, someone's got yeah. to do it. Yeah, well, it would be humane, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes right. it would be right. humane. Yeah, right. Exactly. But it would be, yes, we need it because right now the state of the world is not in, with all the technology that we had, you think it would be in a better state. But unfortunately, chronic disease is on a rise. Our kids' brains are getting sicker and sicker day by day with autism projected to be one in every four by 2033. Mm. So what's going to happen to humanity? You know, our, our planet right now, the United Nations says, because we're killing the soil, we're killing the plants. The United Nations says we have 60 harvests left. So if we're destroying our children's health, our children's health is suffering. And then our planet is suffering. We need someone healthy enough to deal with all of these problems. So it really does start with educating and empowering every day with our children. So big problems. I mean, yeah. big problems. And but you know, you can't you can't control a lot of these things. But what you no. can control mm -hmm. is what you put into your body and what yep. you put into your mind. Yes. And it's the same thing with your kids, your kids. So the, the the dads and the moms that are watching or listening to this podcast, you know, what I want to encourage you to do is to put, you know, empower yourself, learn yes. about what what health really is. And um, so if you could, as we, as we wrap things up, could you do me a favor? Um, I want you to hold up each one of your books that we, that we were talking about earlier and give us just a little brief, uh, a little brief glimpse about each one of these books, because they're, they're, I can't, you know, you've, I think you've sent me some, I haven't gotten them yet. Yeah. I can't wait to get them because uh, one of the things I mentioned to you earlier was when my daughter was little, you know, again, when she had these little, little things that would show up. There was really no manual. I think there's one book I found that was like the holistic 
pediatrician or something. I can't remember what the raising healthy kids or something. Um, I can't remember. I wish I could remember. It was a great book, but that was kind of my go-to. But most people really, they don't have, they don't have that resource. They don't know. And you've got, you've got a book that will help them, you know, to be able to treat things naturally instead of doing the drug approach, you know, so, so show show us that book. That's great. So (laughs) So, we, we used a lot of homeopathy for my kids even though I'm I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not trained in that, but it makes so much sense to me. So this book right here. So this is called the holistic RX, your guide to healing chronic inflammation and disease. So I'm a family physician, but I come from a long line of homeopaths. And so I am a homeopath, but then obviously we're using supplements and acupressure points and aromatherapy. And, but I never found a book that really combined functional medicine, integrative holistic medicine, all in one source. Right. Right. That covers over 80 conditions to basically a book that, okay, where am I going to start? And so this book is really goes over 80 conditions, supplements, homeopathics, acupressure points around, around, along with the foundations of good health, talking about the functional medicine approach to healing chronic illness, and then all of these other tools that you can use to really adjunct your conventional care. So this is, this was a big, uh, this, this is my first book. That was a passion project. That's a big one. That's a big <laughs> one to get that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've written five books myself and I know that first one. The first one's hard. It's yeah, hard. It's hard. And it's, there's a lot, there's, you've got so much in there too, in that book too. I yeah. Mean, oh, so lots, lots. Yeah. And just trying to keep it, you know, to the point for parents. Then I have the one that's coming out next is called the holistic RX for kids. Mm-hmm parenting healthy brains and bodies in a changing world. So this, this is actually also very complex. It talks about what's going on with our children's brains and bodies, Mm -hmm. what we can do about it using our foundations of holistic parenting that I discuss, and then common parenting dilemmas that our children, our parents are dealing with, you know, um, anywhere from newborns all the way to adult children, even where, you know, sleep training to, you know, weaning and also like then bullying and self-esteem issues and uh, trauma, you know, all of those very sensitive topics that, um, that we, a lot of people don't know how to deal with holistically. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, then it goes into the holistic RX, holistic moms MD version uh, for their children. So if your child's sick how are you going to help using a functional integrative holistic medicine approach so i dive in a little bit more detail about that and then recipes and then even you know how you go to your well child check and usually when they go to the well child check they give you like a little like you know here you go try these things with your kids and it has like safety information vaccination information it has all these things but um and how to keep your child safe but and the milestones and so actually i created those well child check well child sheets but incorporating again a whole on a holistic level on things that you can do at every stage to really help optimize your child's brain and body development and using science and then you know again with the kids it's fun to get little projects and have them little books so this is the first this is what i love this is this is what's (laughs) needed this is what's going to change the world right here this right here (laughs) yeah So this is Adam's healing adventure. So for the first one, it goes through why Adam wasn't feeling well. He had eczema and allergies. And then he was talking to his friends and recognized that, you know, he went to his doctor and said, okay, you need to work on all these different pieces in order to help your body, right? Stress, gratitude, gut health, environmental detox, playing with friends, sleep, food. 
And then, um, and then how to incorporate each one of those into your daily life, 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 lifestyles and how you can improve and really even having, you know, checklists on things that your kids can incorporate every day. That was the first one that came out last September. And then this one is the one that's coming out now it's called Adam's healing adventure, the he, the power of rainbow foods. So where Adam was drink, eating lots of sugar and then, um, and his, he wasn't feeling well. And then his friends are like, have you been eating too much sugar? And Adam was like, oh yeah, I have been eating too much sugar. And they're like, no, but you can eat the rainbow. And then going through each color, right? And again, I always, in each one of the books, go through what the holistic prescription is. So the kids know that all of these different pieces is what we need to focus on. But really diving in like, okay, so these are the, this is the red colors, these are the improve, you know, red, and then the orange. These are all the benefits of orange. And then we have is yellow, green. This is brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> yes, all the different oh, colors I and the benefits. I love it so much. Yeah. So that's I, wish we had, I wish I'd had that book when my, you know, for my kids when they're a little bit little. You know, because we, we tried to choose, you know, books that would, you know, really um, help them have be emotionally mature and, and, um, you know, with gratitude and, and, and tolerate, you know, tolerate and, um, you know, those kind of, kind of, kind of things, but, but we didn't have anything like that. I think that's just fantastic. My kids would go to school and they, you know, they'd have me come to school and do a little presentation, How cute. About, you know, about, about what sugar does to the brain and all those kind of things. But we, Oh, if we'd had books like that, that would have been fantastic. So I think that is just brilliant. I'm so excited for you to release those books in the market. I think that's wonderful. Oh yeah. And I've just got another contract for the next one. I think I'm going to do that one on gratitude. So um, it's just so much fun. Again, tools that we can use to empower our children in fun ways, right? So they don't feel like they're being left out. Medea, this has been awesome. (laughs) So great. And I know, you know, some people that are listening to this or watching this, I know we're probably going to run over a little bit here, but they're thinking, oh, there's no way. There's no way that I can do what she's doing number one she doesn't sleep by the way you know, no i don't yeah. but <laughs> I number two <laughs> you, you, you don't have to do it all at once you really don't no, so when i'm not. talking to my you know I, uh, years ago i used to take care of uh, a lot of adhd kids i don't don't anymore so don't call my office uh <laughs> it's not the it's not the it's not the kids it's the parents yeah. they give you the hard time about changing their diet and these things but uh, um but uh you you realize that you can just make subtle steps to get your kids to eat healthier and little by little you, you can change their, their dietary habits and you can, you can change their health just by making some little changes, you know, week in and week out giving them some options that, you know, they didn't know they had. And, you know, so one of the funny stories I tell about is uh, my daughter, when she was little, uh, asking us if she, she could have a donut. She, you know, all these kids were having these donuts and she said, Oh, can I have a donut? They're organic. So, you know, to her, if it was organic, it was fine. And, you know, but little things, you know, just little, little changes you can make. And, and and I think, you know, you've done a, a wonderful job of putting that in your work and the podcast, please check out her podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to have you on too. <laughs> Thank, thanks so much. And uh, so enjoyed this. This is great. Look forward to spending time with you again in the near future.